Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week of Awaken Your Relationships. <laughs> We've been talking a little bit over the last few weeks about kids and the, the ripple effect to the kids and relationships and how to do that. And certainly that's the world I'm living in today. And um, Rita is the expert on the relationship piece because I'm the money chick, but money is the result of everything else. So if you don't work it out with this co-parent, guess what? You got a leaky container and it's going out the door <laughs> in some way or some fashion, whether it's therapists or medical bills, because it's affecting your children's health and things of that nature. So all these things, we have to realize that it's so tied to money and we don't realize that it is, you know, like, you know, I can give an example of one of my children recently had this, um, skin thing come up and she's processing the emotion of what's going on between her mom and her dad. And to me, it's proof of we're giving more and more opportunities. I like to call it to figure out how to co-parent in a healthy and safe manner without drama and certainly not there yet, but getting there. Um, and so Rita, um, said there, she's seen it a lot these days. So we wanted to bring it live and uh, see how we can help all you guys. So Rita, what, what comes to mind when we talk about co-parenting in your world? You know, I've had a lot of, co-parenting has just become a bigger deal because I think women are standing up for themselves more and they are not, um, you know, the old rule of thumb was even if it's a bad relationship, you stick around because, you know, there's all sorts of good reasons and you gotta work through your problems. The problem is, is when one person is working through their problems, but the other person isn't. Yeah. That's what then, happens in my world. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, women are recognizing they're, they're, that they have a voice, that they have rights, that they don't have to stay in a bad relationship for 50 years or 60 years, or they don't have to just hope that whoever they're married to will die. You know, these are, these are all because things that you will be the one that dies. Here is the thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because That's when it. you stay in relationships and things of that nature that don't serve your heart and your soul, you just wind up creating disease in your body. That's what happens. Yes, exactly. And, and then you die prematurely. I just had, um, a friend's son, uh, was told that they had cancer and you know, days later, now he's passed. So, and, and it's because of just choices that were made over and over and the body can't hold up underneath that. It can't hold up underneath suppressed emotions and, and being dysregulated and being around toxic people or, or feeling toxic yourself. The body literally cannot handle it. And so we're seeing not just divorces, but premature deaths. We're seeing, you know, fatal addictions and accidents because no one, no one's talking about the effect of all those toxic emotions on the, the self. Mm -hmm. And women have started to recognize that they don't want to live that way because they're watching their parents suffer. They're watching people they know suffer and they're like, I don't want, and then they get divorced. And now with that um, 
creates chaos right and doesn't know how to get along with people and it's not mm -hmm. that hope isn't possible it's just that there needs to be some skills you have to learn some skills so you can well we don't see you anymore rita rita there's a really bad connection there did i freeze up you did there you go <laughs> okay hang on let me okay was i gone for long no was i gone? okay good good so that's, I mean, that's what I'm finding is it's no longer about um, parents staying together and figuring it out together. Now it's parents apart and you're stuck with somebody who's an anchor around your neck and you can't get out of it and you don't, and you're frozen in place. Well, and that's 20, exactly, 30 years go by and crap. Yeah, Rita, that's exactly like that. That is exactly what it feels like. It's like an anchor around your neck and, um, it has been fascinating to me to, uh, <laughs> you know, you've said so many things that certainly sit in my reality. And, um, and you had said earlier, you know, the co-parenting, it's like, how do we get it to a place of it being graceful and peaceful without fighting, less drama in a state of protecting the kids. And when you get a divorce because one person's doing their growth work and one person is not, and you wind up with this disconnect, well, then what happens is um, you're not protecting the kids. There is a lot of drama. There is a lot of fighting and there's no grace or peace in any ounce of it. And so it's like, how do you really get to that place? And I remember you saying to me that there is no way to actually, or actually not no way. You do not co-parent the same way with someone who's a narcissist. And um, I would love for you to share that with people because um, it's just coming in a different package, right? It's, it's that I still believe that you can get to this place of grace and peace and without drama, even if there's a narcissist on the other end, you just have to have the tools yourself in how you have to deal with who you're dealing with. Well, and it's, it's, it's interesting because whoever you know you are the the you we're putting out there you're the one who married a narcissist you're the one who had enough issues and uh, the the wrong filter over your eyes who didn't have the skills <laughs> yes who didn't who didn't have the the strength who didn't have the insight or the support you're the one who chose this lesson and whether you're together or not, uh, you still need to learn the lesson. Agreed. The lesson change just just because you don't live with them anymore, and uh, you still need to biggest, be working on. And I have to say that that was the mm -hmm. absolute biggest aha for me is that it does not change after the divorce it actually amplifies and gets worse for a period of time. Because I have witnessed that not only for myself, but for many people. And, you know, uh, it's really fascinating to me to like, you sit there and going, you know, 
you try to hold these boundaries, right? You hold these boundaries. And then I was really clear, like over the last couple of weeks that it's like, no, I've tried this path. I've tried this path. I've tried this path and none of them have worked. So I'm like going, I have to actually figure out in how to actually communicate with the reality that's on the other side. And in doing that, it's not, it's certainly not easy. It's, it's tricky. Um, and it's about holding really strong boundaries and it's about, um, putting up guardrails, if you will, you know, so that guardrails, you know, when they get bumped into, so then you can get back to the, the peaceful place. How are you doing there, Rita? You're kind of going in and out. I'm doing good. I know I've, I've been going in and out. So I've appreciated you, um, uh, encouraging the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> It's a cloud. Well, I definitely have a so gift to a, yeah, that's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. I know I I did the same thing when it when the roles are reversed. Totally. So it's well, I think we lost her again. For narcissistic you know, Rita, Rita, you're going in and out again. We didn't get did catch you what you were again? saying. Yeah, we couldn't catch what you were saying. This must be a really good one. Here's one of the things that I want to share with people who are watching. When you are trying, yeah, I was just going to share that when we are trying to share information, this is one of the things just to know that um, lower vibrations will try to interfere with technology when you're actually trying to, to put out information that actually, um, and, and people say, Jewel, it's just the Wi-Fi. And I will say that, but in the same token, I know when we're really going to communicate something that's really deep and that can help a lot of people, um, there's always seems to be technology issues. And um, it's enough to that I've noticed a pattern. And um, so it's just food for thought. But one of the things that um, I wanted to share on the co-parenting thing is that it really does get worse initially. And a lot of people, you know, I had somebody say to me, Julie, why is it that you haven't moved forward and, and gotten divorced or separated before this? And, and it's because I knew that it was going to get worse before it got better. Like I knew I've, I've watched the behaviors before uh, on other things and so, but it takes courage. It takes courage to take that step. It takes courage to get to that next right step for yourself because it is not an easy task. And that's why it's super important to surround yourself with support systems. You know, I know that I found Rita um, and all of a sudden she was talking my language, like the things that she would talk about. I help, and usually it's, you know, women who are independent, strong and are running their own lives. They tend to attract this narcissist kind of relationship. And oh my God, I thought she was talking to only me. I thought she was just talking to what was going on in my world. Cause I'm like, oh my God, somebody gets it. Because even some of the therapists that we were seeing, he was blowing, you know, the, he was like blindsiding me. Like he had them hooked. Like, and, and it was crazy. He's even come back to me and said things like, 
Yeah. Do you like how I, uh, that therapist that I totally had her in the palm of my hand, she had you believing that you were this, 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 and this, and we know that's not who you are, but boy, I'm good. Like I had things like that occurring with my co-parent and then I have to co-parent. My kids are 50% of the time, not with me. And it's been this dance and, um, part of what helps to reduce some of this drama and some of this, um, the fighting is that when the kids come to my house, you know, I've come up with my objectives of, you know, and Rita has helped me with this in terms of, um, when the kids come to my house, my job is, is don't ask any questions. Don't, don't, don't inquire. And cause then the kids feel like they're in the middle. That's one of the things that can really reduce drama. Um, the other thing that uh, occurs is that I know I have to do things to help my kids regulate their nervous systems. So as an example, yesterday they came to my house and they were all screaming. Like, I'm like going, oh my God, their nervous systems were so hijacked. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, um, I just said to the kids, I'm like, what song would you want to listen to that makes you feel happy? Because they were like biting at each other verbally. And there was like, and they were, so I, I shifted it with music. I also made sure that I started burning some incense, you know, because those scents, you know, young living oils, I love them. I was diffusing them in the house and I have serenity and peace and calm. Like I have all the ones that actually will help pull them down and ground them. Um, and then just even going up to my kids and like, just giving them a back rub. Like, it was like my, my 12 year, almost 12 year old just sat there and he's like, mom, why does that feel so good? And it was because he just needed his nervous system just completely calmed. And so like, there are these things that you're not going to shift and change the co-parent, but what you can do is you can give your kids the tools and, and, and they know the difference of what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Like I was even dealing with like my one kid calling my other kid fat. And I'm like, what, what, when did we start name calling? Like I had never heard my kids name call before. And then, and, you know, and there's zero way that I can go back to the co-parent and say, Hey, how do you want to deal with this? Because he's on the defense going, I didn't teach him that. I didn't do that. I'm going, holy fay. Like there is like, zero way. And, and I say every day in my meditations that I am super grateful for my ex-husband because he's my ticket to high consciousness, higher consciousness. <laughs> and that is the gift that he is bringing because I am having to elevate my response system to a very, very high vibration to not even play in the field that he's playing in, which is the fighting and the drama and the like, Rita, I didn't even tell you this one. Like, I even had his ex-girlfriend calling my phone the other day. Now, this is the ex-girlfriend whose daughter actually uh, sexually had way too much interactions with my five-year-old, right? That, that's, which those of you who have watched, she's calling me. Turns out she's got cancer and he's trying to, she's trying to get a hold of him and all this other stuff. And I'm going, hoy vey, like, I don't even want anything to do with any of that stuff. And it's just like, okay, thank God the restraining orders are in place and my kids are required for therapy. And so there are layers, like 
I, I, re, I, to, to get to the place of how do we find more peace and more harmony? I communicated this week to him directly. You know, the attorneys are all telling us that we have to communicate in this divorce software. What I have found is that actually, yes, I understand that that gave me a bridge until I felt safe enough inside because I was being attacked on a regular basis. So going into a software, the attacks had stopped. And, but to really get to that place of peace and no drama, then we have to get to the place of, okay, I need to communicate, verbally communicate. And one of the things that I communicated going, we, the universe continues to give us opportunities, whether it was a situation with that one of our son, with the ex-girlfriend's daughter, or, you know, we had a medical thing come up with one of our daughters. And I go, we are given these opportunities and I said, I'll call them gifts from the universe. And most people feel like they're definitely not gifts because they're a pain in the butt. But to me, they're gifts of the universe for opportunities to co-parent and to come together. And I was able to communicate to that to him. And the two of us were like on somewhat on the same page and going, okay, this might be the gateway to finding the peace and to find no fighting, to find, because I know both of us love our children very, very much, right? But we're both coming from our trauma selves, from our own childhoods. That's what it boils down to, you know? And, and this is where, you know, Rita has taught me through the years that, you know what, it, you just have to do your own work. Often we think it's the other person and it's not. So I am the one that chose to break the cycle. I was the one going, I can't do this anymore. I've shifted, I've changed. Join me or don't join me, that's okay. But I can't do this anymore. I can't be the mom of you and my kids. Like, because I mothered everybody in the household, right? That was my codependency, right? And when you're actually able to then sit there and look at that and go, okay, this is my stuff. Now, what do we want to do with it? And, um, but you can only shift and change yourself. And so I want everyone who's listening to really hear that because a lot of times we make it about the other person and yes, they're doing crappy things. Like there is no doubt. Everything you say is a very, very valid point, but I'm telling you, if you shift the whole matrix of it shifts and it's you doing your work. And Rita, you chime in anytime right. here. You know, I've kind of gone on a little soapbox here. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I love your soapbox because it, you know, it speaks directly and you're right. This is a really important topic because so many people are struggling with this and we get trapped in the idea literally that it is somebody else's fault. And that's what keeps us trapped. As long as we think that someone who was is a predator is going to stop being a predator you know or someone who has emotional control issues is suddenly going to stop having emotional control issues right you know they're not going to stop the right. world is filled with everything you can imagine and we have to recognize that it exists and how we want to deal with it i had a call last night um with someone that made me very uncomfortable and in the past I would have done whatever I could to try to, you know, manage the situation and calm down and, and, you know, oh, thank God that's over. I'm so glad, but I would never learn the lesson. Hmm. And the lesson was 
people like this exist who are difficult to be with. Sometimes we have close relationships with them. Sometimes they're further away, but right. it's the lesson is how do we deal with difficult people? Not, right. not how do we make somebody be different than who they are, but how do we deal with difficult people who don't have our best interests in mind from a humane, compassionate way? Because I get uh, people on, on both sides of the equation, the narcissists and the, you know, and the victims and the codependents. And it's like two good people who keep reacting from their old wounds. Mm -hmm. And it's a skill set they haven't learned yet. And right. as long as we're biting at each other, as long as we're pointing fingers, then you're not learning the skills you need to learn. And if and, you don't and, know how to have hard conversations, you need to learn how and get support. Well, and I think what's important is to like, it is so funny now. I can now, when you get out of the reactivity of it and you can get in the observer place because you've done your work in regulating your own nervous system that you can start to observe and not react. I am getting so good at the observing part. One of the things I'm seeing, I'm like going, oh yeah, I've got this. I understand this codependency thing. I'm not doing this anymore. No way. And I'm like shifting it and changing it. And then all of a sudden I get a text message, right? And it's the test of, are you gonna choose to be a codependent again? Or are you gonna choose not to be a codependent again? Literally got a text this past week. I need five to $8,000 to fix my porch because the snow ruined it. And I sat there and I observed and I'm going, you know, in my marriage, I would have just handed it over and said, okay, take care of it. And, but then it's like, it's never ending, right? It never ends. There's always something else that you need more for. And I was always having to be the generator for it. Then after the divorce, it was like, well, I want to prove that I'm enough and I can do this and I'm there, blah, 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 blah. And then I was like, no, no, no. So the third iteration of this is like, text back going, I wish you all the best in finding a solution to your financial problem, but I am no longer your solution. And <laughs> it's like well step in that. And then what's interesting to watch, and again, when you get to this place of being the observer, you can then watch how then the manipulation round starts, right? So then you get all these comments of how it's going to be manipulated and twisted and make it like, you're bad. You're an awful person. You owe me this money. This is my money. You owe me this. And you go, I don't own it anything. And so you start to recognize the manipulation. You start to recognize your piece of the codependent stuff, because again, you could make it about the other person. You can make it about their ways of manipulating. You could make it about all those things, but that's really actually not what it's about. It's about, are you choosing to be in the observer or are you choosing to be in the reactor? And if you are instantly responding, know you're reacting like, and go, okay, I know I'm reacting. I want to pick it up and like going, okay, just go run around the block or go run on the treadmill or go scream in a pillow or something like that. Like get your reaction out, except for with that person who is the one who's trying to provoke you into your old behaviors because you're trying to break out of those. Right. And you reach out for support and you reach right. out to your coach and your friends and your mentors and your psychologists and, and you get good advice. Right. We got into bad relationships because we didn't know how to have good relationships. We didn't know how to look for good relationships. Right. We didn't have, we, we were uneducated. And that's really the piece. 
mental and emotional health and relationships come all about you're a bad person, you're broken, nothing's ever gonna, you know, this chaos. And in reality, they're really just skills that weren't developed when they needed to be developed. Right. And if you develop those skills, things go way easier. One of the latest tools I've been using is whenever I have um, a, a negative thought or if I'm doing something that's difficult or, or I have resistance against, I tell myself, it's just my body contracting. And I don't have any story. It's something either from my past, my personal past, or I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is. Yep. Did I break up? Did I freeze? You did break up a little bit, but we could still hear okay. you. Am I back? Yeah. We heard everything that okay, you said. Good. You just, your face froze. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's, um, it's real. It's taking the judgmentalism away from it. Right. And realizing it's a skill set. And if they're not willing to learn the skill set, that's on them. And right. for me, the skill set is there's no story here. I'm having a physical reaction. I don't know what to. So I'm going to focus on relaxing and dealing with my physical reaction. And then I'll address the issue. What yep. we tend to do is the end. We feel something and we push the energy up and out, you know, yep. through yelling or, or being in our head or obsessing or OCD, or we, we push it through our digestive system and create inflammation and pain and digestive issues and diarrhea and constipation and all of those other things. Can you, can you speak a little bit more to that? Like that we push it through our system, because I think a lot of people need to hear this of how we push it through our system. Cause we're on autopilot pushing it through our systems. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, many times while we're dreaming or the early mornings, the middle of the night is when our body's finally dealing with the stuff that we've ignored all day and it'll contract. So a negative thought or a negative emotion is your ego trying to determine why you're contracting. Hmm. In reality, you need to stop trying to figure out why you're contracting. And usually it's right in the diaphragm. You know, lock up a little bit. And we need to address calming that space down and relaxing that space because if we don't then we keep getting triggered every time something happens because we never really dealt with the contraction we just played some mind game with ourselves to make it okay until it you know passed on its own like well they're a jerk or it's their fault or oh, i'm so helpless or i'm Let's stop. I'd like to dive deep here for people because th th this is a real aha moment that I've had recently that when you are a codependent, you actually, and it's interesting, you're talking all about, you know, your solar plexus, right? Right below your heart, right? Your, it's your power center. It's your third chakra. When you are a codependent, you get your power center outside of yourself then inside. So you've taken your power center and it's going outside of yourself. And I find it fascinating because I started observing 
looking at all these other codependents in my world, including myself, and right at that power center, what happens over the years is your actual physical body pushes out there. It pushes out. Like you wind up with a belly or right over your belly button. It just sticks out a little bit more everywhere else because that is a sign. And I am witnessing right now over the last few weeks, it's, our bodies are fascinating. What happens is, is that when I am not operating a codependent, my whole stomach is flat, like it's flat. Granted, I still have some more fat to lose, but it's still flat. When I am operating as a codependent, literally that part of my body goes, Voo! the inflammation starts to happen in my body, just like Rita just talked about. And then that part of my belly goes way out. And I'm like, going, oh, I just operated like codependent. I just did that. So now I'm able to observe watching the, phys the instant, instant. And then my pants are tight and everything else. Like it's an instant. And I'm going, oh, how did I just actually operate as codependent and didn't stay in my power? I gave my power away. How did I just give my power away? And this is where some of this awareness comes from. So remember our bodies yes. give us clues all the time, all the time. And this is, so Rita, how, how do we calm? Right. Because again, this goes back to you. How do you co-parent and how do you reduce the drama? Well, this is you doing your work. So how does one calm and keep their power and relax like right above the belly button? How, how does one do that? You know, it's very counterintuitive because we were taught we have to earn being relaxed and being okay. We're taught that we have to suffer before we're allowed to do things that help us relax. Yeah. I, to relax, spend time every day from one to two or three hours. And almost every really healthy person I know does. They spend multiple hours in a day relaxing in a way that lets them process and calm themselves down so they can digest um, reality. Because what happens is reality hits us, our body contracts, we go into our coping mechanism, we make things worse, and then life just naturally moves on and you know can get better until the next time we contract and we go into that codependent place. Mm. So instead, we have to get ahead of the game. You have to start planning in time where you relax and you process through the feelings that came up because the feelings that come up are really based that happened a long time ago. And that's not who you are now because yep. that's not who you are now. Um, you still react as if you were four or five or six right. instead of reacting from a woman or a man who has power and resources and friends and an adult brain. And we act as if we're helpless again because our body realized that right. And taking the time purposely to self-reflect is how we become those adults. I have to use all sorts of stuff because when my body contracts, and it's true for most people, my mind goes along with it. Right. It says, 
I'm angry. Why am I angry? What's going on? What am I angry about? Whose fault is it? How am I, how can I control this? And really it's so just true. your body reacting like yep. a sensitive plant to something yep. it doesn't understand, something it doesn't get. And if you take the time to understand and get the hard things, then they stop bothering you because it's not mm -hmm. unfinished business. So we married narcissists. We got relationships because we had didn't we, understand we had, about that, can you how to get along. Again? Like you've you, been learning, boundaries create better relationships. Oh, there's no doubt. So, yeah, like, um, which you're you're learning. Go say ahead. that again. No, no, no oh, go ahead. Um, boundaries create better relationships, and that's one of the things that we're learning but we weren't taught when we were kids. Nobody went to us as a four or five-year-old and said, you know what you need to do? You need to set a boundary with this person and I'm gonna help you do it so you can get comfortable and familiar with it. So you, whenever these types of people come into your life, you know exactly what to do. So how you know, those so are the kind of counterintuitive things. We relax in order to get wisdom. So how do, so, so we're talking about co-parenting. So one of the things that I find fascinating is that not only am I learning to do this myself, but then I start to see some of these things show up with my kids, right? Because I'm in transition. So they're learning a new way as well, right? Because it doesn't happen overnight. And right. You're rescuing them from a lifetime of bad relationships, bad jobs, uh, you having a bad in-law, you know, them marrying someone who's toxic, who then right. leeches off of you again, you know, you're teaching them how not to get in the same situation that you did because you're taking your lessons about self-care and your value and self-respect and you're teaching that to your kids. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have it, then they're going to learn the same codependent patterns. Yeah, you know, and then I witnessed that with one of my daughters yesterday. Um, she was, you know, lashing out. And I was like, no, 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 Mary Kate, this is something that's unsettled inside of you. So let's feel these feelings of what this is. And because I was watching her and then she was trying to get approval then from her brother and all that. And I was like, no, 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 we're not doing this because I could observe the pattern again, right? Like she was starting, it, it's very interesting when you start to break patterns. And so like for me, recently, it's really breaking down the last strings of this codependence piece with me. Then it shows up everywhere. It shows up with the ex. It shows up with the parents. It shows up with your siblings. It shows up how you're operating that at work. And because you're like, I no, 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 I didn't realize it was in all these areas of my life. <laughs> yeah. I think you just finally see it. Well, that's you know, exactly when we're it. Yep. Whole focus is on how do I get myself out of the situation and feel better? And as a codependent, you tend to try to control everybody else around you then so that you feel better. Right. And in reality, you have to say, you are dealing with your own that makes me feel And it includes stuff that looks lazy, mm -hmm. stuff that looks self indulgent. You know, oh, you're going to the spa again. Oh, you're going well, for a vacation. Yes, I am. Oh, you're going to sit there and <laughs> meditate again. Uh, yes, and you're like, 
because I don't want to be crazy, rude like you. Anybody who's healthy knows that you have got to put yourself first if you need anyone. Exactly. I mean, we definitely have to put ourselves first. And it's so important for, um, you know, especially if you've grown up in a house that um, was religious of any form. And I don't care. I've had people say, you know, I was raised Irish Catholic, but, you know, even my friends who are Jewish, you know, they say the same things. It's like all the guilt and the shame and the, you know, all this stuff. It's like, you're not supposed to self-love. You're not supposed to self-care. And it's like, oh no, I'm not perpetuating these patterns. No way, no how, you know, and I can see exactly where like these codependence patterns came from. And, and I can see how it's not on one side of my family, it's both sides of my family. And it's like, oh, and so then of course you find the people who, you know, like to live off of a codependent right? And yeah, you, you marry them because we you, all have, when I look at all the marriages in the, my family, we're all codependents and we've put it all on all of our shoulders, whether it's aunts and uncles or brothers and sisters, codependents. And, and it's funny, like there's been different kinds of, um, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, I saw recently, you know, that this woman referred to codependents, um, on, on YouTube as that you have an addiction. Your addiction is people. And I was like, I don't have an addiction. I've been clean my whole life. I haven't done drugs. I haven't done, like, I'm as clean as a whistle. And I'm like going, oh shit, that's exactly it. <laughs> I was like, oh God. But she started talking about how you give your power away and your power center is somewhere else. And and, and it's like the light bulbs just was like, oh, and I've untangled the majority of it, but it's like, wow, the universe continues to say, are you sure you're over it? And like, let's try this door. Let's try this door. Let's try this door. And you keep giving all these examples to build that muscle to a higher level of consciousness so that it doesn't go to the next place. And so it's fascinating. These people yeah, predators are still going to exist. Narcissists are going to be everywhere. People have narcissistic tendencies when they're stressed out and overwhelmed and feel helpless. You know, this is just, this is normal. They're not going away. The way you don't end up in these relationships is you don't get into them in the first place. And if you are into them, you change the dynamic. You say, no more am I taking responsibility for you. I'm taking responsibility for myself and my own well-being. But for some reason down the line, uh, and, and this happens biologically in childhood because we, we're supposed to be codependent as children because we're naturally connected energetically with our parents, with our mother especially. So this if you don't have that breaking of the bond yeah. you know, as they get older, then it just it, it's just a growing up process for everybody. That's it. It's really funny, you know, right when we were going through the divorce process, my kids were seeing this one therapist and, and she really pressed me to make sure that my kids slept in their own beds. And she said, because then they're less likely to develop the codependency piece. Yeah. Was, so they work through their own stuff. Like who would have thought that sleeping in the same bed just to make everyone feel better, right? but you don't realize you're creating codependence. Yeah. And you know, it's little things like that. And you're going, Hmm. 
And it's not like it's not okay. Like what I do today is like every once in a while we do it, you know, but it's not all the time like it used to be because they got to learn to process that stuff on their own. And then I noticed that when I started doing that, the kids were like, they were then all sleeping in one bedroom and they weren't sleeping in their own beds. I'm like, get in your own beds. Like, what are you doing? And it was, and I started to realize that, oh, this is the breaking up of the codependence patterns, which I find fascinating. Yeah, exactly. so, that, so that if I'm breaking up those patterns, my kids are breaking up those patterns. Well, then that creates less drama. It's more peaceful, more graceful with the co-parent. Like this is how we're doing your own work shifts the co-parenting. That's I, right. I want and doing to your own work is actually yeah. Doing it, it's I I always thought doing your own work and feeling your feelings those things were so very vague for me. You know I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Huh? And as a body worker, I've been able to break it down to just the body. Yeah. And it's body reacting. It's so true. Great stuff, Rita. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation today because I think there are a lot of My, uh, internet got slow again. So I have no idea what you were laughing about. <laughs> oh, no, no. I was just agreeing with you that, you know, and I was thanking you for bringing the, all this information today because I think a lot of people struggle with the co parenting piece. And, you know, they're going to be yeah, the parent for the rest of your life. You know, you'll have less and less interaction as your yeah. kids grow up, but there's going to be weddings. There's going to be the first grandkid. There's going to be, there will be these parts. And so it does not go away. And if you don't, I laughed um, when my boyfriend said to me, he goes, well, you can either stick with me and do your work, or you can go on to the next guy, repeat the patterns and try to do the work with him. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to stick with it with you. We're going to do this. We're breaking these patterns. So we have two conscious people that are now breaking the patterns. And it's that, that's been the fun part for me. Like now being in relationship and breaking those patterns and moving to the next place and really coming from a healthy place of love and respect for each other. And because I remember hearing that you shouldn't need a relationship. You may want intimacy and companionship, but you shouldn't need somebody else. And that is the nugget that I'd like to leave everyone with today. Like if you're needing to be with somebody, you're needing, like then you know there's some work you got to do there. You right, know? because it's a physical, you know, when we talk about the word addiction, it's such a big word. You know, it's such a scary mental health sort of, oh, they're an addict. But really it's just a physical connection. Mm -hmm. People read the wrong book. They read the book that said mental health means you're broken. Emotional health means that, you know, you're, you're screwed up. Let's dial it down to it's just a physical reaction. You need to take time to calm your body down as if it were a four-year-old or a five-year-old. Calm right. down that physical reaction. Yep. And when you do that, things get better. But what we're taught, the book we were given, was when you have a physical reaction, you need to protect yourself at all costs and come out swinging, you know, or you need to manipulate or totally. lie, or you need that. Totally. But in reality, it's just a physical reaction you're having. Do right. something to take care of the physical reaction, drink some tea, make some soup, go for a walk. And that's what clears it up. Instead, we don't clear it up and then it becomes, 
Yeah. Instead, what happens is we react, we start to fight, we do things that make things worse, our life starts to go downhill, there's all this drama. And it's, it's literally just your abdomen, your diaphragm contracting from yep. it. Yep. You don't even remember it. Exactly. And take action and the mental and emotional piece take for itself. Yep. Totally. Well, Rita, we have, we, time goes by so fast when we talk about these things. It's really amazing. And by all means, if anyone who's watching, um, can you please share this? Um, because we want to help many, many women and, and men for that matter, who are in these relationships that are really wanting it to be different, don't know how to make it different. And if we can, if you guys can share this um, with uh, people that you know, or people that tag people that you know could work help from get help from this you know we're here every thursday um and uh let us know how we can help you and if you want to come live and we can help work you through um something else uh, as a panelist um you know come on in because we are here to help the millions all right you guys have a really great week and i love you all take care thanks rita